Welcome to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity with your host, Dr. Veerdra Jackson. On our program, we explore the flip side of every story. And when you open yourself up to both sides, you'll realize that there are life lessons, powerful tools, and so much more. Now, here is Dr. Veerdra Jackson. Hello, and welcome to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. I am Dr. Veerdra Jackson, the CEO and creative behind Living Strong Consulting. And we are continuing our conversation of being the best version of you, kicking off 2023. It has been a powerful journey. We have been talking about our health, our well-being, understanding beauty is confidence in being comfortable in your skin. It's recognizing how we can absolutely show up in strength and Stay true to our dreams last week with um, Dr. Kwanda as she shared how even in the ups and downs of her dream, she's not going to let go of that dream because she knows she has the talent and the gifting that is unique to her to fulfill it and stay with it. Well, we're continuing that conversation with recognizing that God has actually made you to multiply. And so the best versions of you is the version that shows up recognizing how does your mind, your body, and your spirit connect with that truth. And I've got a power-packed guest. Her accolades are many. I'm only going to be able to share a few with you in her introduction, but she has mighty, mighty words of wisdom to share with us as we continue this journey. I bring to you Dr. Nicole Roberts-Jones. She's known as the Purpose Producer. She has, for the last 25 years, worked with individuals and corporations to draw out what's best in you and to assure you are in the role that will give you the greatest meaning, fulfillment, and profit for you, your organization, and most importantly, for the people that you're on this planet to serve. And I know we've had ongoing conversations around people are here to really not only do a job, but am I doing the thing that brings me to life? And Dr. Jones is going to unpack that for us. Her work has given her the opportunity to receive the Presidential Lifetime Achievement Award from President Joe Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris. She has served as adjunct faculty, teaching administration and community organizing courses at the Graduate School of Social Work at both USC and Boston University. She has been named top 50 most influential women from the VIP Global Magazine. She's been named top 30 business coach from the VIP Global Magazine as well. And she's received the Best of You Award from Glamour Magazine and Sally Hansen. So those are only a few. She, I could only uh, touch the tip of the iceberg, but she's going to quickly help you recognize that her wealth of experience, her wisdom, her authenticity, and her opportunity to walk fully in her gift is going to show brightly very quickly as we jump into this conversation. So welcome to the show, Dr. 
I know she wants me to call her Nicole, but Dr. <laughs> Nicole Roberts Jones, welcome to the show. Look, you call me a doctor, but hello, doctor. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> Thank you Sisters, so much for having me. I appreciate it. <laughs> oh, I've been looking forward to this conversation all week. I know that your schedule is uh, packed and you are in high demand. So we call it a privilege that mm. you ha are taking time out to share your heart and soul and wisdom with our listeners. So 55 minutes goes by fast. So I'm just going to jump right into some content. So how does someone get clear? You are known as the purpose producer. So can you walk us through how someone gets clear on the power of the one thing that God has created for them to do. So let me unpack this a little bit, if you don't mind. So I have to start mm -hmm. with me not being clear because I haven't always been clear. So this started for me in 1993. And I think I, I shared this with you. I had the job that I dreamed of ever since I was seven years old when this happened for me. So back then I worked in the entertainment industry. And I, at the time, worked for Viacom's largest cable network. We had an outreach over 89 million homes on a weekly basis. And then from there, I was elevated into a casting position, working on the number one TV show on Fox. Then from there, I worked with a production group. And what we produced generated over $12.6 billion a year. So I'm sharing that with you because I want you to realize I was playing pretty big. Uh, I was bumping elbows with all the stars, you know, people you've seen on TV and have looked at on film. Uh, so I was living a dream. However, <laughs> in the dark of the night when I was by myself, I started to feel tormented by this dream because I felt like something was missing. And I couldn't understand how the heck can I feel like this when I love my job? And yet I felt like there was a hole in my soul. And every time I try to talk to one of my friends about it, they would say, are you crazy? You know, you went to this premiere, you work on this show and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And if I'm going to be honest with you, I felt crazy. And so that's really where my journey to clarity began in a moment of being confused, not knowing why I felt like this in a moment where I had the job I've always dreamed of. And maybe some of you that are listening are in that same exact place, especially at the beginning of a new year. And so I remember it like it was yesterday. And, you know, I could talk, girl, so please feel free to interrupt me, right? So um, I, one of my girlfriends called me on a Friday night and said, let's volunteer at a youth program at our church. That night, when I started working with those young women, as their eyes lit up, my heart lit up. And I said, oh, my God, this is the thing I've been looking for. And I'm saying it like that because it was called coaching. Now, this was 1993, y'all. I had never heard of coaching. I didn't know what this was I was doing. I didn't know what to call it. But for the first time, my soul was alive. And so to answer your question, how do you get clear, is really what I realized now is that God took me on that journey so that I could stand in the gap for others who find themselves either at a place where they feel like something's missing or they hate their job or anywhere in between. So that I went through it first. I'm not somebody that just read a book and studied it. I'm someone that lived it, breathed it, under, you know, understood it for myself. And so that really began my journey to really get clear. And so there's four things that I ended up doing. Now, I'm going to tell you, it's going to sound like it happened fast. It didn't. It took me probably a good 17 years to get this. And by the time we end, I'll probably tell you that story too. So it's four things that I had to get clear on. Okay. So the first one is what are you passionate about? You know, you've got to understand that God gave you DNA. That's distinct natural ability. So you've had it at birth. So if I look at who I've always been, 
I got in trouble every day for talking too much. What do I do for a living, y'all? I talk. So I've always been her. The second thing is I have something I'm looking at my book as I'm talking to you. My last book, I have a picture of me, if I can pull it up quick, uh, yes. of me uh, pulling a baby carriage <clears throat> at three. Oh, look at that. Look at God. Of me. Yes. See me? Now, look, first of all, what am I doing in this picture? Talking, okay? So my husband said, how come you talking all your pictures? Well, hello. The second thing is, do you see a baby in this baby carriage? Now, mind you, I'm three in this picture. No, there's paper and books. Now, I don't have any children of my own. Guess I knew that at three. <laughs> I have phenomenal wow. bonus children. But the second thing is I've always been a natural born producer. So what I realize now on this side, what am I passionate about? What do I love and what am I good at? In entertainment, I got all those phenomenal jobs because I was good at casting and producing. What do I do now? Casting and producing, except now casting and producing purpose. And so really what God was doing is, and he does this for all of us, is he matriculates your purpose. You don't stay at one place. And so passion proficiency is an answer to a problem. And then it is a profit. Those four things are the things that have to correlate for it to be your purpose. So can you say those four one more time for those who said, oh, wait a minute. I need to grab a pen. Right. By the way, if you don't know me, you better grab a pen because that's how I do. I don't care if you're motivated or inspired. I need you to be able to activate what I teach you. So Absolutely. What, what do you love? What do you what do you do hour upon hour? Some of you guys are doing it for free because you love it. And, and, and let me just say you've given away your purpose for free, your cookie for free. I'm just saying. So the second, we're going to talk about that. Mm -hmm. The second is, what are you proficient in? What are you really, really great at? Those who have to correlate. You can't love it and not be good at it. You can't be good at it and hate it and et cetera, et cetera, okay? Um, the second is, what problem does it solve? Because ultimately, God put you down here as an answer to a problem. So every business, whether it's your business or you're working in somebody else's business, was created as an answer. So you've got to understand mm -hmm. what role you play if you're working in a corporation, because all those pieces, God's a God of systems, all those sims, those pieces in that system come together to create an answer, right? And then in a business, if you're the CEO and you want to start your own business, your gift is an answer. So it's not about you. It's what problem does it solve? And then fourth, ultimately, every business does what? Profit. But I want y'all to get this. This is my spin on profit. The word profit means gain. When you do the thing that you were born to do in this world, you're gaining for God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So those mm -hmm. are the four things that have to correlate for it to be your purpose. And you know what? When you said that, something really resonated with me because I find that people will sometimes make the mistake of putting profit before the problem. Ooh. They are so worried about will this this thing that is my purpose but how am i going to make money and then they don't step out because they haven't been able to put all of the moving pieces in mm -hmm. place to say oh this is how it's going to make me money when i often tell people how are you addressing a problem when you show up as a solution to yes. people who are in pain to pe to spaces that are confused and you're the only clear one in the room the profit will come Yes. But do you also find people who are are switching the two mm -hmm. and therefore sabotaging their ability to move forward? Yep. And so, by the way, if you guys see me looking down, I'm taking those two. That was good. She said people put profit before profit. They do. So here's what I want you to get. Those of you that are looking to do a side hustle because you want to make some quick, fast money. I call that um, putting your treating your purpose like a booty call. Mm -hmm. I'm going to let that simmer right there. Okay. God did not give you a purpose for it to be a booty call. That's what a side hustle is. You want to make some money quick, fast, and in a hurry. And I get that you might have a bill to pay. I get that. However, God never intended for your life to be in hustle mode. 
By the way, if you look up the, the definition for hustle, it has pimp and prostitute in it. So I'm not talking crazy. Webster wrote it, not me. Okay. So I think what happens is, is when you begin to realize, okay, so I'm going to break this down. Some of y'all are going to be like, oh, no, she didn't. Yes, I did. Let me say that ahead of time. So the word ministry means to serve a group of people. Ministry is not just reserved to the people in the pulpit on Sunday. We are all called to ministry. So I'm talking to all the marketplace ministers. Uh Uh-huh. That's all of y'all. Because if you really look at the Bible, okay, think about where Jesus was. I'm talking about New Testament. Okay. Old is a whole nother conversation. Okay. New Testament, 80% of the time, Jesus was not in church. He was serving the people outside of church. What are we called to do in a marketplace? Serve a group of people. So when you put profit first, what you're doing is, is you're, you're, you're almost being selfish with the transformation because you're making it about you instead of about the people. Now I get, we got to eat, but if you trust God and God is God that loves you, you know that he has already designed a way for you to eat. Mm-hmm. for you to pay your bills, but you've got to get in alignment with how and who and why, and I can go on and on. He created you in order to really do that. So you said a key word, alignment. So how do we actually get in alignment with a transformation to ultimately allow that gain mm-hmm. for God to show up as fruitful? Ooh, so good. Okay, y'all. So get a pen. I'm going to tell you another thing. She so gave this you is what warning. I call, okay. <laughs> so I gave you the four already. Okay. So for you to really get clear on that, I call it, you need revelation and methodology. Revelation only God can give. I can't touch that. Can't touch that. Okay. I'm going to tell you where you get it from in a second. Methodology is strategy. Just because you have purpose doesn't mean it's going to work. So if I cut back into my story and I always like to give you guys examples, so I'm just not talking. Okay. So some 17 years in, so remember 1993, I realized I should be a coach, even though I didn't know what to call it. Y'all remember that, right? Then, so now I started that business some 17 years in. So my business looked successful. I had then that program, that night in that church, I started a program in my church. By 2010, I had 10 chapters of that program in 10 cities throughout the country for African-American teenage girls. It was faith-based, Okay. So we were growing by leaps and bounds. I had started a for-profit coaching practice, helping women. I do serve a few good men, but I mostly work with women, really helping you understand what your purpose is and how to get it, get in alignment with it. Okay. And because I couldn't take any more clients, because I had hundred percent coaching client roster, I wrote a, my first book in 2010. I'm telling you all this because that's when my speaking career started. So every single weekend I'm speaking, I'm doing everything I wanted to do. I am excited, but I'm only making $13,000 a year. 13,000. So I'm going to be all the way honest. What I didn't stop to do is I didn't get methodology. I ran like, yes, God spoke to me. He showed me I had a vision, right? But I didn't stop long enough to get strategy. And so I struggled for 17 years and I felt like God let me be like the children of Israel. Remember they, those of you that know the story, they went around that mountain for 40 years. It should have been 40 days. Mine probably should have been 17 days, but because I kept saying I should know. Now, mind you, this is, I had a daytime job. She told you I was an adjunct professor. So I'm thinking, I'm teaching people program development. I should know how to do this. And yet I didn't. So part of my problem was my ego was in the way and I didn't have methodology. And so really what I did was I hired a coach. And so that coach began to show me things that I didn't know that I didn't know. 
And one of them was all the methodology. I call it being in your blind spot. You know, you're driving, you got to look all the way, you know, you got a rear view mirror to see who's on the side. I had all these things around my purpose that were in my blind spot that I hadn't even thought of. So to answer your question, you need methodology and revelation. So let me just say this part and then I'll hush again. So I call this the be, do, have principle. Be plus do equals have. They call us human beings, but we're not. We're human doings. And this is what I did, y'all. I was do, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do. Okay, Lord, I got it, do. Throw me the ball, I got it, I'm running with it. I didn't stop long enough to sit with, tell me what you want me to do first and get revelation. That's an ongoing process. I don't care how successful you are. I, I know Oprah got to be sitting in, in, in being time. I know Tyler Perry's got to, anybody you greatly admire. If they're doing great for God, <laughs> they got to be sitting in some kind of being time and then do. And so those are the two that I had to learn to do. I got the being down. God had already shown me what I was supposed to do, but I didn't get the doing and then the have. So my, my, my process in the beginning was disconnected. So when you're aligned, you're sitting in being and doing, you need revelation and methodology. You can't do it without both. This is amazing stuff because the moment you started talking about, I should have, I, I immediately felt like there, there are some people who are listening who are not pausing to get methodology because their pride is in the way and understanding that so I'm in this journey now where I have hired a financial strategist because I want to expand. I know how to speak. I know how to create content. I know how to do all of that, but I don't know what I don't know about expansion. Mm -hmm. And so being intentional to find someone to help you with strategy, not just motivation, which I don't have it. I don't have an issue with, with people who are motivators. It is wonderful. Some people need the rah-rah, but we also have to recognize the rah-rah is only getting you into the door. Yeah. You've got to set up the room, which takes strategy. Yes. And so can you share You've already shared some very transparent things. Mm -hmm. Can you share a particular moment when you had to create a flip? Ooh, okay. Mm. Yes. Yes. Look, look, you aren't even done with your question. I'm like, oh, I know, I know. No, no, no. So, no, I'm so. go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so part, okay, so a couple of things. One, I told you my ego was in the way, but if I'm gonna keep it all the way real, I'm from South Central LA. Okay. If any of you guys have seen Boys in the Hood, I grew up probably 10 blocks from where they recorded that movie. So I'm out of South Central LA. First of all, my neighborhood would have never said that I should have a, a bachelor's degree, let alone any kind of advanced degree. Okay. So here I am, CEO of a multiple six-figure company. Here I am, you know, teaching adjunct. Here I am. Well, I hadn't made that money yet. But the point is this. Part of my problem is I started working with my coach, and I call it now my bankroll zip code. So I might have physically moved out of South Central LA, but the but the money doesn't grow on trees, and you know, we got to rob Peter to pay Paul, and all that struggle mentality was still in my mindset. And so the way I was functioning in my business was struggle. So this is where I want y'all to get. This is how I really got this. Okay. So my coach is teaching me all these things. I'm doing my first PL, and I kept calling it a PR because I didn't know what a profit and loss was. Those of you that know what that is, I kept calling it a PR. That's how clueless I was, okay? Adjunct professor. Hello. But anyway, so <laughs> So I remember having this whole session with my coach because I was doing a lot of stuff for free because I called in my ministry. 
And I don't know why people think your ministry is supposed to struggle. I'm giving bless you around that too. And so my coach started teaching me all of this stuff. The first place I called was my girlfriend who's a pastor. And she said, girl, how do you think I, I get an honorarium every time I preach somewhere? I was, I was like, really? So I hang the phone up and I, don't, I didn't time this because I didn't know that this was going to be a whole revelation for myself. I get a phone call from a first lady of a church. Now, before that moment, I had been speaking for free, y'all. I had, I would fly myself up. I would put my, I mean, I would fly myself out. I would put myself up. Matter of fact, I would use my husband's points and call it a gift to the ministry because my husband's an executive, right? So uh, first lady calls me and she says, how much do, you know, what's your honorarium? And as my coach coached me, I said my price and I hushed. And she said, okay. And I'm thinking, she just said, okay. And then she said, do you want to say the Hilton or the Embassy Suites? Do you have an airline you prefer? I'm like, what? So I hang the phone up with her and I have a whole conversation with God. Well, God, excuse me, excuse me. Why am I just, now mind you, this is 17 years after I've been struggling, y'all, okay? Here's what God said to me. And I quote, he says, struggle and service should never coexist. Why would I give you a gift and want you to struggle to do it? Mm. So in that moment, I realized it's actually irresponsible for me. How can I serve people from an empty cup? See what I'm pouring out and pouring out and going for free and doing and doing and nobody's pouring back into me, meaning that how can I pay my bills and I need to have Wi-Fi and I need to eat so I can continue to do this work that I'm called to do. That wasn't happening. I was in struggle mode. And again, I equate that to that's the way I grew up, Mm -hmm. uh, everything that was around me. And I had to shift that, but I also had to dissipate all the things that attached to me around that, that were attached to me around that. Wow. You have referenced it a couple of times, and I know there are people who are afraid to, and I tell my, we have a girlfriend gathering um, each quarter, and I tell them, before you hang up, before you finish, do not be afraid to do the ask. You have yeah. got to make the ask. What mm-hmm. is it that you want? What is it that you need? What are you willing to offer them so that they can be able to experience your gift and your service? Yeah. But people are afraid or they mm-hmm. have a twisted mindset of what someone will think if I set the price that is true to my value. Yep. So one of the things you've got to do is understand your worth. It's like dating. I'm gonna leave that right there, right? You know what your mother told you back in the day, your grandmother, your auntie, whoever that was, you know what she told you, don't give the cookie away for free, right? So number one, I had to realize that sales to me felt icky. And really what I'm doing when I'm selling is I'm making an invitation. So if I'm doing what I'm doing, because I'm going to transform your life, your business, your career, and I'm clear on it, then, then what I got to do, sorry, y'all, of course, my uh, phone is ringing and I got all kinds of stuff going and it's ringing in my computer. Got to love it. Right. So if I know the transformation I'm going to provide, I'm inviting you into that relationship so I can help you. Mm-hmm. That's, I had to shift how I looked at sales. I'm not um, bamming it down over your head. Like, some, like you know, when you go to Nordstrom, your favorite place, or you go to the car dealer and the person following you all around, I'm not doing that. This is what you said you wanted. Here's what it looks like. I'm making an invitation and you get to choose. So I had to totally shift how I felt about it. One, two, I remember being on the phone with a woman. This is a true story. <laughs> and she said, oh God, you know, showed me that you were supposed to be my coach. I still walked in through all the questions. I want to make sure it's a good fit. 
So I asked her all the questions and then what she said was that exact thing I do in one of my programs. And so I said, this is what it looks like. And she goes, that's exactly what I need. And then I said, the price, she goes, oh, I said, oh, God didn't tell you I was expensive. (laughs) And she started laughing and so did I. She said, I said, oh, God is never going to make it comfortable. I said, your Mm. comfort and your conviction can never coexist, which is something I say all the time. I'm going to say it one more time. Your comfort and your conviction. God is always going to look for, are you going to risk it all to gain it? Are you going to trust me even though you can't see how? When I met my coach, that cost 30000 by the way. Y'all heard me say Mm -hmm. I made 13000 in my business. I don't know how the heck I was going to pay for that. But what I did know was God put her in my path. And so I said, okay, Lord, shaking, by the way. I put on my credit card, like, oh, Lord, please let it go through for the deposit. And literally, I, because I risked it all in that moment and I trusted God and I didn't do it comfortable is why I'm here now. So I told her, when you're ready to be obedient, I'll be here. And she said, oh, I said, because God, you, you're the one that said it. You said God said, not me. And so God knew how much I cost. My, my price hasn't shifted. I said, so when you're ready to be obedient. And I've been there. I get it. It's hard. But so I'm sharing all that with you because you've got to know your value. You've got to know the, the predictable result you create in people's lives or businesses and stand true to it. Just like American Express or Nike or whoever you greatly admire, they say true to their brand. You are a brand. And if you know that the predictable result you create for people is going to bless their lives, that's a gain, not just for you when you get paid. That's a gain for God. When you do the thing you're called to do. And so I have, I had to really let go of the attachment I had to the whole sales conversation in a way, total way I looked at money. Yes. And it is an invitation. It's not just a sales pitch. You yeah. don't have to attach that you are um, you, uh, the perception of greed or running after. You are actually creating an invitation for someone to walk into the thing that God mm-hmm. has put us together to do so that you are walking in your purpose and you're opening doors right. for them to do the exact same. Oh, this is amazing. We are already almost at our first break. I cannot believe how quickly <laughs> this first part of the conversation, before we lead into our first break, can you uh, tell people how they can follow you and sure. and and what you're currently working on? Sure. So um, let me share this with you. Some of you, and we, we talked about this earlier, I did a masterclass a couple of days ago, and I'm going to gift this to you all. The replay is available till Friday evening. So y'all better get, catch it fast. It's called PursueMyPurposeNow.com. PursueMyPurposeNow.com. And the reason I did that with the question of what I'm currently working on is I see so many people, especially with the great resignation, y'all, I'm going to make this quick because break is coming. With a great resignation, the reason that you feel disconnected or a lack of meaning or you're not making money and you have this desire, whatever that is for you, I believe when there's a desire, your heart, God put it there. You just got to do the work to get to it. And so in that masterclass, I walk you through the three things you've got to do, whether you want to pursue your purpose for your own business or you want to pursue your purpose in your career. I walk you through the three things that are paramount for you to do that. So again, it's PursueMyPurposeNow.com. All right, you have the first gift that has been offered an invitation for you to continue to explore a mastermind experience. But remember, it is only going to be available until tomorrow afternoon. So if you're listening live, make sure you are sharing this opportunity right now. If you are on one of our social media platforms, now's the time to share because we wanna make sure that not only you, 
understand and gain more wisdom, but you are now opening up an opportunity for others to do the same. Well, it has been powerful. I know your hand is probably cramped to keep up (laughs) with the wisdom and the nuggets and the knowledge that Nicole has been sharing with us, but we are not done yet. We're going to take a short break. And I encourage you, if you have not had an opportunity to take a look at the services that Living Strong Consulting provides, check out our website, livingstrongllc.com, and you can find out how to connect with us. All of the information is there, and we would love to continue this conversation of creating a flip in your life. We'll be right back. Yay. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. What if the most special part about you was not how you fit in, but how you stood out in a world that has never seen your kind of beauty? What if you could walk confidently in your God-given beauty, identity, and purpose? My name is Sandra Coates, and I am the founder and visionary of a movement called United and True. We want every woman to know that she is being transformed, she has been redeemed, and she is unique. I'm also an author of a newly released book called None Like Her. It is about awakening the beauty and the value that is within every woman. You see, it's time that we rise up through the confusion and the chaos and the comparison and the shame to know that there is nothing more we need to do to access the beauty that is within us. Please visit sandracoats.com for more information. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com This is Living Strong, the flip side of adversity with Dr. Veerdra Jackson. To reach the live show today, call in to 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at livingstrongllc.com. Now, back to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. Welcome back. We have been having a powerful conversation with Dr. Nicole Roberts-Jones, and she has been providing us with the insight of understanding that when you are walking in your purpose, it is not about you having to sell anything. You are are inviting others into into a journey, connecting with what God has given them, and what he is confirming in you. And so when we shift our mindset, it's an opportunity for everything to shift. And she also said, not only gain revelation, but also get methodology, which for me was everything. And I, it actually leads into my next question. What do you mean when you say your business, build your business with a blueprint. Mm. 
So that's that methodology, y'all. So I see so many people that do whatever, whenever, however. So they'll get a phone call um, from someone. They go, oh, I can do that. It's not about can, it's should. And so you've got to be clear on, so let me say it like this. I uh, recently was blessed to be able to redo the house I grew up in. And so I wanted all this stuff. I wanted to, um, to, okay. I wanted to be able to uh, put in this new, this, this, this tile. I wanted this hardwood, these hardwood floors I wanted. I wanted marble uh, countertops. So, so let me tell you what I did, y'all. I pulled all these pictures out of Pinterest, okay? So when I got there and I met my contractor, he was like, that's all great. But if these walls don't go with the flooring, if the roof that you've been, or ceilings that you want don't go with the roof, what will happen is, and this house is in LA, the earthquake will come and earthquake will come and it will totally crash. So here's what I want you guys to get. If I didn't take the time to get clear on what went with what and how and why, then my house, which by the way, I sold in the middle of COVID and made over a million dollars. And I still can't believe I did that. And I over, I made a million, but the point is this, still can't believe that little, 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 little house that I put barely anything in. Okay. I'm sharing that with you because what happens is when people start businesses and they don't stop long enough to get clear on who they are and how you move people to a predictable result. So let me give you a tangible example. I always like to use as an example, Dr. Deborah Tillman, who is America's super nanny. Um, I met her at a conference, actually it was a black enterprise conference. And so we started working together. And so for uh, Deborah and her business, she wanted to be able to serve more people. Now I'm sure you guys can imagine being on TV, she had all these clients and she couldn't clone herself to, to add more clients to her roster. In addition to that, she has childcare centers, what she did at the time, I don't know if she still does. She owns childcare centers, she travels. And so she wanted to be able to serve more people without spending more time with her and with her, you know, you know what I'm trying to say. So anyway, mm-hmm. with that said, yeah. we, I said to her, you got to create a blueprint. And she goes, well, I tailor the experience every time I work with the family. And I said, okay, are you done with that? And she was silent. I was like, oh, she's going to fire me. I can't believe I said that to her anyway, right? <laughs> so literally what you don't realize is that everything you do, you are methodical. Now, a little while ago, I told you guys, you don't realize there's also systems in you. So what I mean by that, if I give you another example, and don't worry, I'm gonna go back to Dr. Deborah in a minute. In the morning when I when, or when I put on my makeup, if I don't put my makeup on in the order that I put it on, I always seem to forget my eyebrows. And I've been on TV with no eyebrows and it's out of crazy, okay? Because it's a <laughs> method by way I put on my makeup. If I do it out of order, I forget something. And we all have those different things we do. Those are called methodologies or systems where you have a system in you when you work with your clients, okay? So what I said to her is we've got to create your, your system, your blueprint. And so she gave me a hard time. But once we, listen, I gave her homework, the same homework I give to all my clients. And she came back to our second call in tears because she didn't realize that there are things that she does on autopilot. And again, that's that stuff in your blind spots. And so what I mean by blueprint is you've got to understand the five, the six, the seven step process you take people through, most of which you don't know that you do because you do it on autopilot. My career people, you do it at work. All day, every day is what makes you who you are. Once you're clear on what your secret sauce is, it's about packaging that and bottling it up. And so when a corporation calls, if I give you another example of a client who is an administrator, her name is Michelle. I'm sure Michelle wouldn't mind me saying this. I'm not going to say her last name because I didn't get permission. (laughs) And she was having a hard time trying to figure out how to package herself because she's a school administrator. And she really wanted to help other teachers. And so once we started getting clear on her methodology, do you know uh, Microsoft came a calling and bought her methodology? 
So I'm telling you guys, because before, when you talk about your stuff, so many people talk all over the place and they say, we're going to do this. First, we're going to do that. And first, we're going to do that. Nobody cares about what we're going to do. I want to know what am I going to get? When you have a methodology, you can clearly see the path to what they get. And so that really, even with the blueprint, going back to my first example of the house, once I got the blueprint done, he showed me all the things we needed in order to make all my pictures that I wanted happen. <laughs> it was a, a different, it was a game changer because then I could make different choices on the tile that would work, on the flooring that would work, on the et cetera, et cetera. So that's really what having a blueprint is in your business. So then you can do things like, I call it making money in your sleep. You know, those of you that um, have your own business, you've got to have ways that you can work with your clients that you don't have to to be present so that you can continue to make money without without it limiting you having to always be there because there's only one of you initially as the visionary mm -hmm. and when you were just unpacking that understanding of blueprint i think that challenges individuals to actually again just as you said earlier to sit in a being moment so that you really actually slow down enough to deconstruct your process. Right. So but can that, I tell you, can yes, I tell you, I have to yes. say this, so many people will hear me say that and then they'll go try to write their process and they, they leave stuff out. Why? Because I cannot say enough to you. Listen, I wish I had a, a water bottle here. Well, I do, but okay. So there's a label. So see this little label on my water bottle. I'm trying to drink 40 ounces y'all twice a day. So in challenges, usually I have a regular water bottle here, right? This is a label. Every day I'm, a, I'm alive, I'm inside this jar, so, but you can't see the label from inside the jar when you're in it. So there are things intrinsic to your DNA that you do that you don't even realize that you do. So you've got to hire a coach. And I'm not saying this to hire me because it doesn't mm -hmm. have to be me. I'm clear I'm not everybody's coach, okay? But you need a coach that can be able to see the things you do. When I hired my coach, she started showing me things that I do. And I was like, oh, that's valuable. People will pay that for that? Yeah, I didn't realize that I produce people. It's literally, I took my gift from entertainment and what I do is produce programs. I can see effortlessly how your gift can bless people and how to package it. I see it just, listen, one of my girlfriends coming to go to an event and I said to her, she's an image consultant. Oh, I started saying to her, I'm not going unless you do A, B, C, D. She said, I'm not trying to make money. I said, well, I can't go because that's irresponsible. <laughs> so I'm sharing that with you because I was doing that and not knowing it. And right. so, yes, you got to see your being, but you also got to hire a coach because in order for that person to see in your blind spots yes. is what's going to make the difference for you. It really is. 100% agree. Thank you. Thank you for that. <laughs> you alluded to it uh, again, especially as entrepreneurs who mm -hmm. are no longer doing side hustle. She just broke that whole thing down for us. <laughs> but understanding the whole mantra that if you are in any type of entrepreneurial experience, you have heard, you have got to have multiple streams of income. Mm -hmm. You not only confirm that you have to have multiple streams of income, but you also share, as you've already said, at least one of those streams need to happen while you're asleep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So can you explain multiple streams of income Sure. And why, again, go a little bit deeper into why does one need to happen when you're asleep? Mm -hmm. So one of the things when my business was failing, okay, so let me break it all the way down. So by the way, there's a difference between a side hustle and starting your business alongside your nine to five. I, I want to say this because some of you guys, it's, 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 okay, so. So many people say to me, this is not her question, but I, I feel like I need to say this from, so somebody won't think, oh, well, I was going to jump out in faith and start my business. Okay, so listen. 
God never tells us to have stupid faith. Ooh, yeah, I said it. You would have <laughs> wise faith, okay? So when you start your business, you want to start it alongside your nine to five. It's not a side hustle because you're committed to it and you know it's going to take time to nurture and grow it. A side hustle is for people that want it overnight. I'm going to do this, make some quick money. That's a side hustle. You starting your business alongside your nine to five is smart, okay? So the reason I wasn't making money in my business is I started my business alongside my nine to five. And when I had to be present, so the only stream of revenue I had since we friends now, I'm going to tell y'all the truth, is all I had at that time was coaching one-on-one. And if you're starting your business while you still have a business, a, a job, which you should, then there's only so many hours in a day that I could commit to coaching people. So that's why I wasn't making any money. So when you really look at, and by the way, most billionaires don't tell you that they have at least seven streams of income, Okay. So when you really look at how are you going to grow your business, especially for those of you that have service-based businesses, an accountant, a lawyer, a coach, a consultant, um, some kind of, um, whether you are a trainer, you know, a health practitioner, anybody that uses their intellectual property to move their someone's life, business, career forward. In addition, if you have a product-based business, now I had a client that had a product-based business and she said, oh, you can't help me. Now, by the way, I love when people try to challenge me because I can help just about anybody, Okay. So I said to her, how many people call you to pick your brain? And she would say, oh, a lot. Uh, about what? She said, manufacturing. Hello. I, so we started a whole manufacturing program. So what I mean by making money when you sleep is there are things called online programs. And so you've got to have a program where somebody right now, one of my online programs can buy my program and start it. It has automation in it. I don't have to do anything. It's already recorded. You can go through all of it. And I'm present here with you right now. I love when I wake up in the morning and I see people have started my program. Matter of fact, I have clients in Singapore and Aruba and even my Singaporean client. And I was like, how did you find me? Because I was amazed online and within my whole program. So you've got to have programs and it's, it, it allows you to serve more people because you don't have to be present, but your genius is still imparting wisdom into that person. So you've got to look at all the various ways you can serve people. And everybody's business is different, but depending on what you do. So even uh, one of my clients that's a lawyer um, who said the same thing that I couldn't help her. And this is the last example and I'll hush. Um, and I like to give you guys examples so you see the tangible example. Um, so anyway, she said, oh, you can't help me. And I said, what kind of law do you practice? She said family, majority of which was divorce. And I said, how many people do you turn away that can't afford your billable hours? And she said, a lot. <laughs> So I said, what if you could put together, now you can't give people legal advice, but there are things you can teach them to do that a regular person wouldn't know that they've got to do to get a divorce. And she looked at me. And then I said, and then there's things like mediation with the kids and there's all kinds of retreats that you could do around how to deal with your ex with the kids. I said, oh, I can go on and on. You want me to keep going? We created six revenue streams in 10 minutes that she didn't even know that were available to her. Because again, you've got to look at all the ways that you're leaving transformation behind. It's not just about making money. If I go back to Dr. Deborah Tillman, when we created her blueprint, which she called the GPS, the Greater Parenting System, that allowed her to, to do group programs, to have online programs. So instead of her having a waiting list, she could say, hey, why don't you do my group program? Or hey, there's an online program. Or if someone couldn't afford her, she could say, hey, there's two or three other ways you could work with me. So she stopped leaving transfer. She wasn't trying to make more money. She was trying to transform more parents and more families. So you stop leaving transformation behind. So that's really what I talk about multiple streams of income. And this is what I mean by God created you to multiply. Because when you start looking at how can I get my gift to more people? And if God is looking at, at, listen, let me say it like this. If God put DNA in you, he invested DNA in you, 
there's a story that I'm not going to go into. In Matthew, I believe it's chapter 25. I know I was going to talk about this now. I think it's verse 14 through 30, um, parable of the talents. And it and the the uh, boss get, gives one um, employee, I don't like to say servant. It says servant in the Bible, but I say employee. He gives them each talents, okay? And the, go read the parable. I'm not going to summarize it here, but pretty much he's looking at what do you do with what I've given you? God is doing the same thing. So the question is, when you multiply what God has given you and you serve more people, what you're doing is giving God a great return on his investment. Mm-hmm. And you know what, Nicole, I love that you brought up that parable because I literally was studying that parable this week in mm-hmm. connection with our show. And the thing that resonated with me in that parable, as he outlines the five, um, the two and the and the one, he literally says, according to their abilities. Mm-hmm. And it, when I read that, it quickened my soul because God knows what you are capable of doing when he is offering you an opportunity to do more. Mm. He already knows what you are able to do, but he's going to bring you to moments to multiply because he's like, enter into this with me. I'm going to give you based on what I already know you're capable of doing. But will you now enter into trust that I gave it to you because you have an ability that you may not even, but just go out, go out and see. And then he's calling you to multiply. No, you may not have the five like somebody else, but he sees in you an ability to work that one. Mm-hmm. And if he can trust you with the one and you multiply from that, he will give you more. Yes. So you talked about this earlier for some, I know just talking about creating online classes and, and all of that, two things just happened. Certain people said, I am at my capacity. I can't do that. I, I, I don't want to do or can't do another thing. Mm-hmm. And someone else said, I don't know how to do that. I, I don't, I don't think, I don't think I can do that. That's, that's not a skill I have. Right. What would you say to both? I know, I know it's a double question. No, but I'm I got you. I got there. you. So what's so deep is why you were sharing what dropped in my spirit is a prayer, Jabez. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Jabez, First Chronicles 4, uh, 9 and 10. Listen, y'all, I read the Bible for me. I don't read it to like tell somebody where stuff is. So if I say a wrong Bible verse, it's around there. Okay. <laughs> so First Chronicles you, you said 4. it right because that's my, that is, again, <laughs> we are, the Holy Girl. Spirit is amazing. I right. say that prayer every morning before so, I put my feet on the door, on listen, the floor. Here's what's so deep, y'all. I'm getting excited. Okay. She's making me get excited. I'm trying to stay calm. So listen, think about what that prayer really says. God enlarge my territory. What he's saying is, God, I want to do more for you. People don't realize that. And so if you're going to do more for God, one of my favorite Bible verses is Ephesians uh, 3.20, I think, or 3.29, to him who's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all you can ask or think. If God can do more than you can ask or think, when God is calling you to expand your territory, I want y'all to get this. Then it's going to be bigger than what you can ask or think. So guess what? It's going to be scary. So I hear people that say, well, I don't know how I'm going to do that. Of course you don't. Because you ain't supposed to know right now. You find someone. Hello, this is why there's a such thing as a coach. That's why there's a such thing as counselors. That's why there's a such thing as all the things we need. God has made available to us. He's like, what will you do with what you have? 
Y'all see how this is coming full circle now? So, so instead of you sitting in what you don't have, find what you need. And in essence, when you go and God sees your work to him that's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask or think. The one thing that rings my mind when I'm ever at a place where I feel like I can't do, my aunt said this to me once and I say it all the time. Those of you that may follow me may probably hear me say this. My aunt said to me once, God, don't limit God's ability to bless you. Don't limit God's limit. Don't limit God's ability to bless you. So you need to understand that God is going to, going to let you live on whatever level you settle for. So if you're going to settle for less, you're going to make every excuse why you can't instead of figuring out how you can, then you'll stay right where you are. And I, I'm sorry, I'm allergic to average. I'm not trying to stay in average. I'm not trying to do mediocre. I'm not trying to let God's best be somebody else's. I want to make God proud. I want God, when I get to meet him face to face, I want him to say, girl, job well done. I am so proud of you. I don't, I don't want him to say, what happened? <laughs> well right? done. Mm-hmm. That's a whole, that's a whole word. Well done. I cannot believe we are already at just about five, five or six minutes before the end of the show. And there are two things that I'm hoping we will have time to talk about. One is moving beyond marketing and building your no like and trust factor. Mm-hmm. I'm curious what that is. So <laughs> let, let's start there. And I'm hoping we'll have time for my second. Yes. So I don't believe in marketing because marketing gives you these cliche things to say that sometimes are not in alignment with who you be. And so when people are looking for uh, a coach to hire or a business to hire or what have you, I call it dating. So I had my husband brought my ring to my first date. I would have thought the brother was crazy. Now, I know some of y'all have gotten married your first dates. Okay, good for you. That would not be me. I would have been calling my girlfriend, like, girl, come get me because this boy, this man crazy, right? But instead, he dated me for a while, saw the value that he brought. He saw the value that I brought. And then he asked me. So I think to be a responsible business owner, you've got to let people see your value, even in your your career path. If you're going to get an offer out of nowhere, it's because someone saw your value. So that's what I believe. It's really relationship building. When you're in your business, you've got to look at how can you let people see who you are, which is, by the way, why I think Oprah did so well, because she got vulnerable down pack. So you've got to not have anything. You've got nothing to prove, nothing to hide, protect, defend. Let people see all of you and knowing that you're, you're the right person for you will see their value or the value that you bring and will hire you. Yes. So someone is in this season, I know you have encountered uh, discouraged, distracted individuals. And I always ask guests to think about someone who is actually they've clicked on and, and they're in that, that place of I'm tired. I just, I, I don't have any more. What is something you would say to those who are discouraged? So, you know, since we just started talking about abundance, abundantly above all, um, when God said to me that day that struggle and service should never coexist, he also took me to John 10, 10. And what it says on John 10, 10 is that the enemy comes to steal, to kill and to destroy. And then Jesus says, but I have life. I've come that you have life and have it more abundantly. So you've got to understand that's what the enemy is doing. So either get with a community, get with a coach so that you can not allow the enemy to keep you in that negative space because there are people that are waiting for you and you can't afford to let the enemy win. 
And so typically when that kind of stuff is happening, that's the enemy just trying to keep you from being the blessing you were meant to be in this world. Yes. I think one of the things that the enemy does so effectively and we fall into is isolation. Mm -hmm. We will isolate because we don't want to be a bother or Mm -hmm. we want to hide the pain when actually he's weaponizing that to continue to stifle your potential. And the thing that you're actually here, that one thing, how we've come full circle, that thing that he has put you here to do, He will continue to kind of pull you away from everyone Mm -hmm. so that your mind will continue to get twisted and confused and you'll sabotage your own self. And realize you're you're not the only person that's going through that. There are other people that have gone through it too. And sometimes our ego, here goes my ego thing, is in our way to say, I need help. You've got to reach out. People are there to help you, but you've got to reach out for help. You've got to reach out for help. So- That leads us right into, so how can people follow you? (laughs) Where are you on social media? Mm -hmm. Remind us of your website, all of that good stuff. So people, they're they're all right. I have literally seen it go, I'm ready. I'm in. (laughs) (laughs) It has just been going up on on the thread. I love it. it. So I am in Roberts Jones because my name is too long. So first initial in Roberts Jones on Instagram, my new favorite thing. Um, those of you that know, like, you know, now's your time to move your purpose forward. Go to NicoleRobertsJones.com and listen, I'm here to serve you whatever way I can. I have programs, of course, all of that. So if now is your time, please go to my website. But here's a secret. If those of you that listen to my, my masterclass, pursue my purpose now.com, you know, you're gonna get an email from me inviting you into something. Oh yeah, I'm transparent. Pursue my purpose now.com. So listen to that. And if it's your time, then I look forward to serving you. And I'm just have to say thank you for having me on the show. This has been so much fun. I can't believe an hour has gone by already. <laughs> uh, you have just filled my soul. It has been effortless for us to talk. And I know people have been fed, have been encouraged, have been required to be challenged to change their mindset, to stop getting on the hamster wheel and, and just continuing to run, 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 but actually step off. And you know what? There's some things I don't know that I don't know. And now I need to know who I need to talk to, to begin to actually make that shift and change. Thank you again, Nicole. It has been amazing. And again, if you have not had an opportunity to follow or connect with Living Strong, we're getting ready to end right now, but there's still an opportunity for you to connect with our website, livingstrongconsultingllc.com. And as you always know, we will be right back here, same time, same place next week, right here on the flip side. We'll see you then. Thank you for tuning in to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. Please join your host, Dr. Veerdra Jackson, for another edition of our show next Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a great week.